And we're back. It's the Young Mind Podcast with Austin Knight. And we got a special guest in the building, director, artist, videographer, and does a little bit of everything, Bina. It's the nigga Bina, though. How we doing? How we doing? How's it, how's it going, everybody? It's great to have you here. Your happy fucking birthday to you. You know, I appreciate that. I really do. How's everything going with you? Everything's good, man. Feels feels surreal, and it feels great. And it feels a little, re- I'm not going to lie, it feels a little, a little refreshing being back in the Midwest. I miss New York City. I do, I do. But um, all things must not come to an end, but change, and we must adapt, like season to season. For the people that don't know, tell, uh, tell them what happened. Like, how'd you end up in the Midwest again? So, I've been living in New York for about two years, and this pandemic hit, man, this damn pandemic did nobody, I, sh- I saw it coming back in January when I saw what China was doing, building the hospital, in, or they built the hospital in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, May came around, my son was born May, my son was born May 10th, May 16th, I mean March 10th, March 16th pulls around, and it just, you know, the pandemic is roaring, and you got coronavirus spreading, and there's no place to really want to raise a child, a newborn right now. So we just evacuated for the lack of better words left. And uh, here we are now. We're in the Midwest. It's weird because I feel like that's the best place to be for an artist. It really is. Can't even lie to you. What, New York or? New York. Yeah, I was I was actually going to get around to that. Um, what's it like being an independent artist, videographer, up there in New York? What, uh, t- tell, me, tell me about that. Well... Being in New York as an independent artist, videographer, it's like heaven. It's almost like a buffet. You have so many people to work with, so much talent to choose from. And all you got to do is let your work speak for you and your network speak. So it's really the best place to be. I can't really think of a better place to be for an artist. And one of my biggest things that I always talked about, what I love about New York, is that you don't need a car. With this pandemic going on, and with people being a little nervous to get back in car and get back on the subway, I wonder would that still be a pro having public transportation? Because I think that it just puts everybody on an equal playing field, almost not having to rely on a car. Because I know people in other states that have cars that can't do certain things because the car is broken. Or the people who don't have cars, they can't do things because they don't have a car financially. So I feel like, and they could be talented too, So, but I feel like New York was great because it gave everybody a winning chance to get around. Love that. So you said you have to let your work speak for itself. How to... How would you go about finding your clients? I know you said your work would speak for itself, but I, I imagine there's more work than just your work talking for it. Like, how do you how do you meet these new clients? How do you meet these people to film for? So when I first moved to New York, there were these events called V Files back in 2018. 2018 was great. So 2018, when I first moved up there, I went to an event called V Files, and it was just like literally filled with so many underground artists. Everybody there was an artist. And it's New York City, right? It's fire, man. Like, the energy there is, like, phew, crazy. Nonetheless, 
it was in Soho when everything was done. What I would do is the first one I went around, and I would find people who performed, be like, bruh, I like your performance. It was just me. And I told them, bruh, I like your performance. It's dope. My name is B-Not. I would love to shoot a video for you. This is the work I've done. And you pull your phone out. Nowadays, everybody's phone is huge. It should be. <laughs> and then you, and so I just, I always had the Samsung. And my, so the, the phones are vibrant. So I'm like, yo, here, real quick, here's my work. Show them the best you can. Quick. Well, go to Instagram. You know, people like numbers and shit. You show them some, some that's dope with a lot of views. Contact. Blah, blah, blah. Shake hands again. We out. You do it. I probably did that like seven times at the, the first show. Second show pulls around. I'm not there. So what do I do? I look up the V-Files hashtag. Then from there, I send DMs to people saying, Yo, what's going on? How you doing? My name is B-Night. I saw your performance. Dope performance. I would like to work with you. I'd like to shoot a video for you. This is some of the work I've done. Win some, you lose some. At least people know your name for the people who don't sign up. Or the people who don't go through it. But I met some dope people that way. And then when I say your work speaks for itself, better than any advertisement or any ad is somebody saying, who shot this video for you? Oh, he did. That happens way more than any ad they could ever do. And it's more reliable, too. Like how we're about to sublease in this apartment or somebody move in. Word of mouth is always the best. How um, when you go film for these people you don't really know, how do you how do you go about that relationship? How do you make sure that um, what's the next process? They say, hey, I got a song I want to film a video for. What's the next What's the next step to getting that video filmed? Do you guys sit down and collaborate together? Do they usually have an idea? What's the creative process for getting those videos done? A serious artist or just or. Would you say somebody serious, or would you say somebody who? Who do you usually work with? Your your typical clients. We'll say a typical client. So a typical client, let's say a typical client hits me up, says, "Hey, I want to shoot a video." So my next question is, "Can you send the song?" My email says, "Boom." What are the locations that you have in mind? I ask, try to get a feel for what's in their head. They say, hey, I don't really have any anything. Can we come up with ideas together? So then what I say is this. What's the name of the song? And what does it mean to you? Okay. What do you have in your head? Huh. Okay. So I sit with it for a few. Throw a few ideas out. I, I, it's easier for me to think about locations. And build around the locations. Because sometimes you can only work with what you can work with. So I build, I think about the location. I'm like, yo, what do you think about this spot? And it should be, it'd be mental sometimes, just thinking about a location. But um, that's how I start. I, I start with the artist in the song, asking what it means to them, what they have in their head. Then I start thinking, if I have to think about locations, what would make this video different? And then we, then the artist uses the chips in. But if the artist doesn't chip in, I can do it the rest. But location, location, location. And props. And more importantly, though, is concept. Um, as an artist, videographer, and now a family man, 
how do you find a way to balance all three of these? How do you not take too many clients on? How do you make sure you're still finding time to, to write your own music, make your music? How do you find the balance? And how do you stay in that balance and not overwork, overload yourself? Well, family man, luckily, my child is still young. He's still growing. I still spend a lot of time with him. But these are, this is the time to really push and to make sure that it's, there's something, enough food on the table for him to eat. But when it comes to filming, I really haven't been able to film too much while being a quote-unquote family man. But as far as everything, just life and all, and balancing that, plus a few more things that you didn't list, how do I have time? I do not have time for everything, especially writing music for myself. Excuse me. But we just good. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to like writing music for myself, sometimes man, I don't. Sometimes I can't, and especially when it comes to video. Like it's hard to work and to still do two other tasks, being video and music. So sometimes I have to pick. Like this week might be a video week. And all we do is just do video. And in my mind, I don't even think about recording the song. Like I got verses I got to spit. But if I'm if I'm, if I'm going to pull out the camera, the video camera, then I'm going to focus strictly on video. But if, I'm, if, if it's no video this week, we can get in the studio and we can have some fun with the audio. We can have some fun. But I, I like to just, you know, knock one thing out at a time. So when I get back, maybe tomorrow night to the studio or Friday, probably just Friday, just be just an audio day. Just a strictly audio. Get in the studio. So picking days where you just have audio or video, maybe a little both, can't really happen. Because it's another job on top of that. Then it's another job around the corner waiting for you so that's how but it's by eating mashed potatoes one day and baked potato another day as um you're currently 20 years old how do you how do you feel about age in the industry i know a lot of artists feel like if you don't if they don't get there at a, like 25 26 they feel like they might be damaged goods they might be the, the opportunity may be harder as an older artist how do you how do you feel about that notion isn't everything harder as you get older? Definitely, but like with some with some things, the more experience you have, the easier it is to get in the door. And this seems like a the hip hop the hip hop game seems like a game more so for young artists. If you look at Let me it, ask you something. When you close your eyes, can you still hear music? Yeah, of course. But okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We ain't talking about nothing but music. I'm not in it for the hip hop. I'm hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not in it for no games. You said the hip hop game. I'm not, hold on. I'm not in it for the games. I'm in it for the art. I understand. Just remember who you're talking. Like you're talking to me. I listen. I don't care who. I don't care how old you are. I'm listening to music. But I'm talking about the generation we live in. Not there's not too many new hip hop artists coming into the game. So that's really the point I'm making. I I guess it doesn't affect you from the from the vibe I'm picking up. When do you consider somebody being in the game? When is it that somebody's in the game? Am I in the game now? I'd say. Was I in the game in Birmingham? 
I mean, you're technically in the game, but are you in the game? What is the game? Because, okay, what's the game to you then? What's the game? Is it for Ambrosia? What we wake up tomorrow, Ambrosia has... Ten- no, 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 no. All I'm saying is that if you were in the game, like you claim... If you're in the game, like you claim or think you're in the game, Ambrosia would have gotten the clout it deserves. Instead of it being a slow grind like the way it is. But what is the game? That's a good question. That is, that's that's a million dollar question right there. What's the game? Because if we can, let's identify the game, then let's go back and answer your question. If we're considering the game, there's quote unquote mainstream people signed to the major labels, people who when they drop, you're going to see them on the front page of title. They're going to be on the playlist. They're going to be making all this stuff. And then there's people who are technically underground, but still get that recognition. This is guy Rex Life. Rex Life Raj. I think he's unsigned. I know who he is because I see him. But many people don't know who he is. But he's technically in the game because if he drops a song, it's going to get on Spotify. It's going to get on Tidal. You're going to see it on the front page without necessarily knowing who this artist is. And maybe that's from publishing deals. Maybe that's from some kind of deal that we don't know about. But I think that those people are in a different level than these unsigned artists grinding completely by themselves. So that's what you consider the game, more like accolades and recognition. I think, I definitely think recognition is definitely part of it. And I do think some kind of assistance is going to help you get to that next level. I think there's definitely levels to the shit if we're, if we're talking that way. So the original question was age. Age. Do I think age affects me when I get into the game? Do I think age? No, I do not for numerous reasons. A lot of the artists we listen to, the kings in it, yes, they have been in the game longer. They've been in the game at a younger age. But is many of hot records right now out there on the charts by people in their 30s. Actors are over 30. Actors are 40, 50. Bryant Cranston was 50-something. Colonel Sanders was 60, 70. If it's, if it's hot, you're not going to tell us what it is. It was not going to happen. They're not going to put on no... Bumping record. If I, not if, when I make more records, they get heard, or when they hear one of the records I already got, and they say, "What well, was the fire? It's undeniable." They not gonna say he is uh, thirty-one. Cut the record off. Cut this off. He he just came into the game. Answer your question. Do I think age, me coming into the game, let's say I'm 29 now, let's say I come into the quote-unquote game, the quote, once again, quote-unquote, because I've made money off of the music, enough to pay bills off of the music. I was not attacking you. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you attacking. Ain't nobody sensitive over here, boy, boy. Now, what I mean when I say these things is, to me, that's in the game, when you paying bills off of something, when you making money. Of some views, streams, numbers can always be manipulated. But when it comes to fan interaction and when it comes to providing, that's what I consider the game. 
But to answer the real question at hand, do I think that coming into the game at 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, do I think that's a factor? On the outside to some people, maybe. But the real folks who are relating to the music, you're relating to the music, you're relating to the music. Ain't nobody looking at Beyonce like she's a certain age. But once again, with Beyonce, she's been at it. But if you fuck with the music, you fuck with it. And that's just what it is. I could be 85 years old making folk music. But when I, when, when it come on and you singing with it, you dancing to it. And when, when the nigga say, I don't trust a nigga or an android. And you say, I threw away Alexa, I was paranoid. Talking on the phone, it don't feel right. You don't care how old I was when I wrote that. You don't care about that. It, it don't matter. Some people do care. So, but it's usually the people at home not doing shit. Uzi once said, he was like 20, and he said, call like 24-year-olds old heads. He was like, yeah, you old heads. Now the nigga 25. <laughs> We're going to get old. We're going to get older. So, and at the end of the day, with this music shit, bro, let me tell you something with this music, bro. I'm always going to be in the game. Being in the game is providing. And that's just what it is. It just it seems like you have a different perspective of the quote unquote game. I have not made it to the point where some of these artists are yet. Does not mean I won't. I have not made it to what's the nigga's name you just talked about? I don't know. An underground artist. Oh, Rex Life Rise. Yeah, I haven't made it like Rex. Uh, Rex Life Rise. I haven't made it like him yet. I haven't made it like a currency yet. Like I said, when I, when I speak of this shit, it's always yet. Because I know what I'm destined to be. I know who I'm destined to be. I know I know my worth. So my perspective of the game is I am the game. If I don't think I'm the game, then I don't need to be in the game or a part of the game. Or I don't need to say that I'm going to be where I'm going to be. So if I don't see myself as a game and the game and a whole new system, then I don't need to do anything. I need to quit. So, yeah, my perspective of the game is different. Because during this pandemic, I'm realizing we all the same. No matter if you Drake, nigga, nigga Drake got tested. He thought he had the shit. And at the end of the day, bro, it's a bigger game at, at, at play. It's called the heartbeat game. Either you're dead or you're alive. That's the only game that really matters is the heartbeat. So at the end of the day, bro, whether one person listens or a million listens, if you're dead, you're dead. So I'm in this motherfucker just like you. I did not mean to offend you with the question. I thought it was just a pretty good Time point. out. Time out. Ain't nobody offended, bro. All right. No, but yeah, you're right. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole different perspective. I have a whole different perspective on the game. Because I have not seen the shit on a magnitude level, but on a minor level, I've seen it. You just multiply everything I'm seeing times 10, times 20, times eight. I, when you say a magnitude level, as you've said before, these this shit doesn't matter. Streams, likes, that really doesn't equate to dollar signs. The real way artists makes money is by endorsement deals, touring, and it seems like that's the way to make money. So I haven't gotten there yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not when LeBron went to Miami, brother. That nigga was still great. 
That nigga was still a motherfucking vet and he ain't have a ring and that nigga was in the game. That nigga was in the talks. That nigga was on Mount Rushmore. Even when he lost 2011. But when he won, he was still in the same game that nigga was in when he was a rookie. Because he was great from the womb. Nigga. Ain't no motherfucking game without me. Come so, on, bro. What I gotta do? Drop a motherfucking mirror on your head? But since since you're bringing LeBron into the question, I think that um, it brings up a not even an argument, but with all these great players, LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, there was always these players that were better than them in high school, always touted as better athletes who didn't have the correct opportunity. And I think that sometimes it's all about, I'm not going to say luck of the draw because everything's destined, everything happens for a reason, but sometimes some of these artists are given different opportunities than other artists. And I feel like, I feel like the way you're taking it, it's just, it's just a matter of time. You got the music, you got the content, you got the videos. It's just, I, I look at Fetty Wap as the prime example of what you were talking about earlier. He, um, he blew up with Trap Queen and he was able to make millions off of music he put on mixtapes, like music he had previously released. He drops um, Trap Queen, People Find My Way, People Find His Whole Gang. And this is music he'd already released. He's just re-releasing music and making millions off of it. So... When one of your songs does pop, people are going to go back and be like, man, he's been having videos, he's been having songs, and you're going to be able to make money off old stuff. Well, we've had this conversation before, but it's really just a matter of time. And I agree with that. And um, I'm glad you see it as such. So my, my real plan is this. My, my plan is to, and I've been a, a, a scumbag, piece of shit, motherfucker, when it comes to this, my plan. Damn. So, but my plan is this, to eat better, live healthy, and meditate. And to really manifest what it is that needs to happen. But on a physical level, just keep making music, man. Putting it out there and making art. And when it comes to the videos, especially on Sunday when we get together and we make this video, more than a music video, it's like art, it's movie, it's film, it's something that you want to watch again. It's something that makes you feel something, bruh. So I think more importantly, it's about not only just keep pushing, but expand the art with it and put it out. I I believe in me so much, bro. I do. I believe in me so much that it's, it's, it'll make your head hurt. I believe, bro. I believe in all this shit. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think to do it if I didn't believe. And uh, what drives you as an artist? I have these ideas in my head. I have songs in my head, and I play my shit sometimes. How am I gonna say? I make them niggas work for me because I'm a boss. We don't ever worry about what we done lost. Don't ask some questions, baby. We don't need the cost. I get some green and watch it grow like it's a moss, eh? 
I will not leave this fucking earth until we all paid. I hit the banking chick for layup on a Sunday. I need some motherfucking commas on a bad day. I told my girl this deja vu, you my Beyonce. I left the south and fell in love with the city taste. The days go fast, the earth is spinning, I can't slow it down. I treat my liquor like it's women, I'm just drinking brown. I told my sonny he's a king and he don't need a crown. So when I say shit like that, either I'm lying to myself or I'm going to do what I said. And I know I'm not lying, bro. I just, I, you know, bro, you know. I was watching Remember the Titans tonight. And I just got these chills, bro. Yeah, so with those lyrics, man, just anything I spit, man, I promise you, I wouldn't even waste my time if I didn't believe. And I know this ain't the top either. I know this ain't the top. And I can say earlier, I know I said this off camera, but we wake up tomorrow, every song I have has over a million views with the songs I made when I was not in the game. So am I in the game? It's like if you replace every piece of wood on a ship, is it the same ship? If I'm not in the game yesterday, on the 29th, we wake up on the 30th, I got millions of dollars, billions of streams from songs I made yesterday when I wasn't in the game. Am I in the game now? Because of views and material shit? Because more people are playing it? Well, we had people playing it before. We had fans before. We had people who were fucked with it before. But now, because it's at a higher level, more people, now we're in the game. I don't know. Something to think about. If I was sustained and paying bills before, but now I'm in. A, now I signed a contract. Now I'm in the game. Now I signed a contract to a label who don't mean shit to me. I don't mean nothing to them. But, but, but before, when I was quote unquote out of the game, I was sustaining. I was making money. Had fans. But now I'm in the game, and I got to make eight albums. Every time I make an album, I go in debt. Is that the game? When when will B not be happy and be able to stop and look back and say, man, all this work got me here? Yesterday. Happy, bro. Bro, it's a pandemic going on outside and I'm alive. I'm able to sit back, watch the work I've done. Look at the things I've done. I'm happy. Happy as can be. Am I satisfied? No. No. I can't be. I I know. No. As when I'm, when I when I turn on TV, bro, and I'm looking at Dreamville, and I'm like, bro, I know Johnny. I don't know him personally, but I've talked to Johnny Venus via DMs, and I'm like, yeah, I ain't get invited. I can be happy, but I ain't satisfied. When I see niggas over here snapping on on TV, I look at the comments. I'm like, yo, these are going in. I'm like, bro, I can go in too. I do be going in. I know they were like what I'm saying. But I just ain't, y'all ain't heard me yet. I'm happy. Happy to be on this earth. Happy to experience the same thing. Happy to be able to get as far as I've gotten. But we got more work to do. So I'm happy. And I can sit back and look. But we got more work to do. And I know I got more work to do. Well, enough about this Petrid game we've been talking about. Do you think it's a game? What do you think? What's your thoughts? What do you think about it? Everything you said. What you, what's, what's your roundup answer? What do you think <laughs> about being an artist and all? What's your thoughts? Not in the music game, but I think music's in a weird place right now. I, How so? How so? Nigga, I don't know why you're aggressive. I, 
I'm aggressive because I'm standing far from the mic. I'm saying how so for real. I mean, the game's just weird, you know? Like, when I first got into music, it was the mixtape era, and I, I really loved that era, you know? Dat Piff. Drop three. Yeah, like, I I remember Lil Wayne met, like, broke the internet, Friday Night Lights, the warm-up, all those mixtapes, Cushion OJ, and um, those were free projects. I don't, like, Lil Wayne said he didn't make any money off his mixtapes. And like when when you're not making any money, you don't stand a profit off it. You're just making music to make music, and it's great music like that. I just they they had a true love for the game, and I I think that love's kind of missing now. I think people make music for clout, people make music for bitches, people make music for all the wrong reasons, and I think that the love being gone is really hurting the the game, you know. And I just I don't I don't think music's in a good place right now, but it is what it is. I just. I really don't be listening to new music for real. I've, I've been listening to a lot of shit from the '90s, and um, Jay Z. I cannot think of what song it is, but he's talking about how um, Nas had just dropped, Wu Tang was thriving, and he was still hustling on the streets because Jay Z was like 25, 26, and Reasonable Doubt came out, and he just talks about how he was still hustling, and Nas was popping with Illmatic, other artists in New York were booming, and he's sitting there like, "Damn, this this can't be it for me." Like he knew he had the talent. He saw other people thrive, but he never doubted himself. So, I don't know. I just think that um, I think that with the accessibility to recording equipment and just the internet, anyone who wants to be an artist can put their shit out there. And I think that that kind of hurts the game as well. But it's nice to know that artists like you take the craft serious, really take the time to develop and take the time to make good music instead of just releasing trash. And but. Let's get let's get past the game because I do want to talk about some of your older music. And some of your older music, there's a clear, um, it's clear that psychedelics had an impact on you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your journey with psychedelics, and tell me about some uh, something you've learned from your trips. Right after level up, actually around that time of level up, I started experimenting with psychedelics, shrooms to be specific. And with that experimentation, shrooms and psychedelics, I really learned, bro, that so much that you can feel that you can't explain. There's things out there that you can't explain. There's things out there that are deeper than anything that we talk about and also mean nothing. Did it make you feel small? I felt big and small at the same time. And I've also felt this way when I meditate. So, I really can't tell you what I learned from psychedelics, bro, because that's just the beauty of it. I talked to, I've had conversations with myself and I guess what I would consider to be God, and I don't even. I'm not say that when I what I say not what I consider to be God. I'm not downplaying God. Well, I can just say God. <laughs> it's just wild, man. It's just wild. All, like all this shit is wild, bro. Like all this shit is. I had to take it. I had to figure out more of like what I was quote unquote missing in myself or what I was overlooking and 
It all led back to me. All roads led back to me. They always will. In my art, we're you, generally speaking, you in your life. Psychedelics were just, man, just, it was the conversation that got me to know me. You you say that you talk to God a lot. And every time that you say that, the, the first thing I think of is that line in Genetic Part 1. Talk to God and said, I got it. Had a plan, but I forgot it. Made a big deposit, said I'm having sent. But I'm just glad a nigga went. So I talked to God and said, I got it. He's like, bro, keep going. I talked to God and said, I got it. I had a plan, you know. It's like when you're on shrooms, bro. I was on shrooms, I and I said that. Because you know everything for like, bro, you can take shrooms and know the secrets to the universe. But then you forget them. <laughs> like, I see them. Oh my gosh, that's how it works. Oh, I forgot. Shit. I see it. I forgot. That shit was awesome. Like, you're tripping hard. Bro, what the fuck is that? I'm going to write it down. Then you forget. Like a dream, bro. You see, like, you you dream the craziest shit, but you forget. I had a plan for that. I forgot it. Made a big deposit. Took the shroom. That's my, my big deposit. He said I'm having sent, but I'm just glad a nigga went. So, yeah, bro. That's, it's so much deeper than words it's like a feeling that you just can never explain <laughs> beautiful 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 you also told me a story about the song passenger what's what what what, what what's that song about passenger 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 i swear the first time i stripped in my apartment i felt like it was like a little midget or not midget but like like ghost all on me not like a ghost i'm not trying to scare you not know it's no ghost in the house but felt like it was like a little clay doll nearby that's like passenger felt like a little passenger <laughs> whatever passenger 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 i'm driving this ship through some commandeer some do do you feel the responsibility when you finally reach i guess being put on the success that you you deserve do you feel the responsibility to bring the people that helped you, not necessarily helped you, the people that you collaborated with, the people that you worked with, the people that helped you become this Bina? Do you feel the responsibility to bring them on with you? Only person I feel like. No. No. I don't think. I, I think when you say no, I, I know you don't, you don't mean fuck these people. I know that. Um, I know that you put the work in. And you were kind of the the pistons behind everything, you know. You were the one pumping. You were the one grinding to get where you are. Yeah, and it's just like I, it would be. It's one thing if people reach out to me and say, "Hey, yo, be nice. I see what you're doing. I want to work with you." But if I'm doing it the other way around, and if I'm bringing resources to you and shooting videos, or i.e., paying for the videos, or coming with the beats, or or just reaching out, or just working with you, or even if it's fifty fifty, or even if we say we're gonna work together. You don't owe me nothing. I don't owe you anything. If you gave spotted me money, or if you contributed more, like in a, let me help you out. You know what I'm saying? If it's like 50 50, or if it's we working together, collaboration, like we don't really owe each other nothing besides, you know, respect. But no. 
And nobody owe me shit. I don't owe nobody nothing. I owe my son and that's some shit. A good life. Stability. Fortune. That's what I owe him. Respect. Um, I think that on some of your songs, I don't, I don't think I know. On some of your songs, you have some great opening lines. Like the one that I can think of is "The Money Don't Really Make Me Rich." That's one of my favorites, and then I also like "I Don't Trust a Nigga" or "Android." Um, how much pertinence do you put on the opening lines to a track, and uh, what are some of your favorite opening lines? I see the same thing when I'm in first place or in last place on the home plate or the first base. It's the same place. I don't know. I see the same thing when I'm in first place or in last place or the first base or the home plate is the same place. No, no, that shit is one of my favorite bars for opening lines. I see the same thing when I'm in first place or in last place on the home plate or the first base. It's the same place. No, no, plate. No, no. Meaning, no matter where you are in this earth, same shit, bro. You can be in last place or in first place, bro. You still on the rock when the asteroid come. It's gonna kill us all. It don't matter whether you win the game or not. Whether I got one view, a hundred views, thousand views, a million views, hundred million views, hundred billion, hundred trillion. It don't matter, bro. When the rock come, the rock gonna kill us all. Um, <laughs> I don't think you answered my question. <laughs> but how much pertinence that I put on the opening line? I would say a lot, it, but it's just you gotta feel it, bro. I don't force it. You don't. I never force it. The the camera keeps overheating. The podcast is great, but we're gonna have to call it quits. And I hate to do this, but thank you for coming out, B Not. I I do appreciate it, but I'm not dealing with this camera anymore. <laughs> we got a lot of good content, but this little punk ass camera keeps overheating. So we're gonna have to cut this one a little short. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>